The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Plus, make sure you fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Hi, Joe DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 321. Going to send it out to John Salty Salter, who made everyone a buttload of money uh, last night in uh, the SGPN Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in there. Our leader, the Gumby God, told everyone to bet. Um, Mr. Salty Salter, when we did our Bellator preview, he was at plus 320. Uh, hopefully you got him for at least that because he came through for us, as did most of that Gumby guys picks. So um, this goes out to you, Mr. Salter. I am one of the hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thanks for coming to the pod. Uh, we'll do a quick recap of this weekend's action, non-UFC action, because since the UFC was dark, uh, a rare dark weekend for the UFC. So we'll re- recap that, that quickly, and then we'll give you picks for week two of the PFL, which will be coming up this week. Um, and I do have a new co-host this week. Uh, it's, Gumby Vreeland is not available uh, to do the podcast, so I have this new gentleman. I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hello, go ahead. What, what's up, guys? <laughs> this is this is still Gumby, believe it or not. This uh, is I don't just, know, uh... <laughs> man. The accent's different too. It's everything. Everything's different. You you, you sound more um, more Boston centric because he spent time in Boston last oh. night. Is it, am I slipping into a Boston accent? You are a bit. It's great. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's just what comes from Fenway Park. He <laughs> was at Fenway Park last night, and he's and he's sick, so he's uh, destroyed his voice. He doesn't care about us in the podcast, so he's he's out. Uh, hey, the night before. Hey, 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 I I didn't I I didn't go on a cruise. It's true. Just, you should it, once it, in a while, maybe. Yeah, I, I probably need a little bit of a break. But this is this just shows my level level of dedication of my yes. perfect record. 321 straight podcasts still at it. He's the Cal Ripken of this of this show for sure. Yeah, even though I sound absolutely terrible, but I I gotta come brag about John Salter. No, I was just gonna uh, say the reason you the reason you (laughs) showed up is you destroyed with all your underdogs uh, picks. So go ahead if you want to toot your horn, toot toot. Go ahead. Yeah, well let's let's run down Bellator first. I gave uh, I gave five picks for that. One fell through. Rustam Habilov uh, dropped off of that flight, which I, I think we probably almost predicted that, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah, he hasn't fought in almost four, well, three and a half years. So yeah. Yeah, and then he had problems making weight up a weight class. So yeah, like that's probably the last time we see Rustam Habilov. Uh, and then I took uh, I took three underdogs in the remaining four fights. Uh, all four of them came through. Although the one that might not have come through was the favorite Kat Zingano with like kind of a questionable decision. Yeah. She um, didn't look like money. That was such a bad fight. Yeah. And, and like, I guess she did the damage, right? Like that's, that's yeah. the argument to her oh, winning. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know, you know, like I, I wasn't go, go watching close enough to be like, cause it was so boring. I was like yeah. not grading it super closely. Um, but I then yeah. Won. Cause like I, you said, the, the damage, she, she landed that elbow and then uh, she, <clears throat> she, she caught her. Yeah. It was, 
there was just such a discrepancy in the amount of time she controlled though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. and, and that winds up being the one that makes me be like, eh, I don't know. Sloppy um, grappling. Let me tell you. Yeah. I kept telling us what great grappling we were seeing, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not uh, a grappler, but I don't think this is, this is high level grappling. Uh, keep uh, losing uh, positions to each other. Yeah. And, and then, so then we go to CFFC. Uh, I was one of two on Friday night. I had Greg Velasco over Ronald Coleman. He got it done. Uh, I did not take Cedric Gunnison over Kamchaibakov. Uh, that that was the only one I missed on CFFC, uh, which was a split decision, I believe. Uh, I did get Daniel Man- or Dylan Mantello. I did get Ned Grani uh, over Ajim, and I got my underdog Charlie Radke over Raheem Forrest. So we call uh, Chuck Buffalo around these parts, but yeah, yeah, Chuck Chuck Buffalo came through as my <laughs> my only CFFC underdog. So. There you are. You're, that's four and zero on underdog yep. picks right there. Um, I did miss one underdog on PFL. I had Corey Hendricks over Impa Kasangane. Right. That one didn't come through. But Bubba Jenkins did beat Chris Wade plus one fifty one, baby. And uh, Kybulev, Wilkinson, and Lognane, all his favorites won. Uh, which, if you uh, want to run down what that meant for the entire weekend, uh, I was twelve in two overall. Uh, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, and that's, if you level, yeah, if you bet a hundred dollars on every fight, you'd be up eight hundred and seventy-one seventy. Uh, seems so, like yeah. a lot of people did did follow your advice. So yeah, have, I, have the campers. You know, the amount of people who are on Salter with me was kind of surprising because, like, yeah. I wasn't just getting love in the Discord. Which, by the way, thank you for all the love in the Discord. I I love seeing that every time. People were DMing me uh, on Twitter, and there were some people who I think aren't even on our. Uh, in our discord hitting me up on Twitter saying, yo, I was all over that Salter play and stuff like that. So like, you know, great to hear. It is great to hear. Great. Great to, we made a bunch of millionaires in the weekend Dan, new millionaires <laughs> to join your group. So there you go. Um, all right. See, we do have odds. We're doing PFL this week too. And odds have come in. So I'm going to be getting the odds down um, as we get ready to uh, give you the picks for that. So yeah, it was a very, very good weekend for the Gumby picks. Um, not really very good fights. So well, I didn't watch CFFC, but I, I caught um, almost all of PFL and I caught the top two Bellator fights. And yeah, PFL was a Russell fest, a snooze fest. Yeah, PFL wasn't is fun to watch. I mean, like, you know, like it, it cashed in the way that I needed it to cash. Yeah. But like, oh, you're right. Apart from that, it wasn't. I will say uh, CFFC was a lot of fun. Uh, Cedric Gunnison looked really good. Uh, I continue to think Greg Velasco is probably UFC bound and, and pretty damn soon. I think that put him at seven and oh. So like uh, th- there's a lot of potential there in CFFC if that's what you were watching for. And, uh, you know, that's what I watch CFFC for anyway. Yep. Of course, the one I didn't watch is the one you say was was the one was the one to watch. So you were watching the mainstream stuff, man. I didn't watch. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I was I was busy watching Fight Circus, and I uh, should have been watching. That. <laughs> I, I put a good clip in the Discord of um, a Siamese boxing match. They call it, and it's uh, which I don't think is an appropriate term nowadays, but that's what they call it. And it's uh, <laughs> it was Rampage Jackson and Bob Sapp sharing a T-shirt uh, boxing against like the announcer and some other guy. So they each sure. have one hand to box sure. with. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. Yep. So get in the Discord and you can check out that amazing video. <laughs> All right. Well, we should get cracking with the picks before, uh, even though your, his voice sounds like he's getting stronger, we should probably get uh, cracking anyhow. He may have to uh, yell uh, at uh, the uh, baseball game again soon. Let's tell you about Wimbet. 
WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And Marsh Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for the gens only, if you hit the biggest long shot probably of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get it on with PFL week two. Week one, just in the books. And we're already looking ahead uh, to this week's, this coming week's action. Friday night is going down this week. That's a thing with Bellator. They're always, uh, Bellator too, but PFL, too much bouncing around. They should have pick a night and do it. Well, I think they bounce. I think they bounce around because they're they're using the non-UFC slot, which I appreciate. Oh, that's true. Okay. In that case, yes. Kudos to them. There you go. That's why that's why Gumby can't. That's, that's why that's why I, I have to show up with this voice. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this one's Friday, April 7th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's PFL 2, week 2, like I said. And um, that is a beat-up looking uh, Bruno Capeloza on the – no, actually, that's not Bruno Capeloza, is it? Who's the champ right now? Is it Capaloza? He's a champ, right? Um, yeah, Capaloza won last yeah. season. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen the picture? The uh, a, a picture for this uh, for this the poster, so to speak, for this event because Capaloza's face is all beat up in it. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, it's when he's got a shiner and his face all swollen up. It's great. Wait, no, yeah. he's not the champ, is he? Isn't it Ante Delia? <sighs> See, shows how much we. we I think it's Ante Delia. Is it? Yeah, Ante Delia won it last year, I think. Why is he on the poster? Because he's not even fighting this this week. Wasn't right he? Spo- he was supposed to fight, I think. Okay, okay, right, right, right. He was supposed to fight Jorgen De Castro. Okay, anyhow. Yeah. All this doesn't matter. Oh, good that he, I'm glad he's on the poster then. It's true. <laughs> he's true. Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We got prelims on ESPN Plus, uh, YouTube in Canada, and U.S. broadcast ESPN at 2, and I, TSN, I believe, was what I watched on last night in Canada. Um. The theater at Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas. They're setting up shop in Las Vegas now. 11 belts. We're going to give you five picks for five of them. Okay. That's enough. You make a lot of money off these five picks. So uh, don't you complain uh, that you want more. All right. We're going to start off with a female fight. Well, this week we've got um, women's featherweight. They got rid of lightweight and they're doing featherweight this this year. It's all the same women. <laughs> yeah, all the same women because all of them really were featherweights all along. It was just a Kayla Harrison thing. So we got that and then we got uh, men's heavyweight. We're going to start with a, the main event of the prelims, so to speak. It will be a women's featherweight fight. Three five minutes rounds. Olena Koleznik versus Aspen Ladd, a name you may be familiar with. Uh, Koleznik, I'm probably saying it wrong, right? Kolsnick. Kolsnick. Oh, that, that make, that's even more American sounding, but okay. Kolsnick it is then. Cannon is the nickname. Seven to five, four knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. She's two and three in PFL. Uh, she has won two of her last three fights. Also, she has lost her last fight. She got TKO'd in her last fight. Used to fight up at lightweight because that's what uh, PFL had before. Oh, and two in Invicta. Three inches taller, two inches of reach on Lad, plus 325. Aspen Lad, 10 and 3. Six knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out once. One no on PFL, 
She's got one and two over her last three and two and three over her last five. She in total, she went four and three in the UFC. She also used to fight down at a bantamweight. She had multiple missed weight issues in the UFC at various weight classes. <laughs> wasn't, just, wasn't just bantamweight. Um, five. So hopefully she can make featherweight comfortably here. Uh, five and zero oh in Evicta. Five years younger than Cole's Nick minus four twenty five. That's a yeah. big number. It's a big number for Aspen Ladd. Uh, somebody who we don't really trust anymore at this stage in her career, uh, as sketchy as she's been. But I'm still going to pick her here. And here's why. Is that like Kolznik just doesn't beat anybody who's a grappler. Uh, you know, the two losses to Pacheco, you can kind of like, you know, Nick's out. It's not a big deal. But she lost to Taylor Guardado in only her second pro fight. She's lost to Felicia Spencer. She's lost to Pam Sorensen. Like, as long as Aspen Ladd can put her in a clinch, Aspen Ladd will hold her up against the cage and beat the hell out of her. It, it's just like, Kolsnick is like a very easily set up first fighter for Aspen Ladd because she doesn't use her physicality well. She's a boxer who doesn't know how to establish distance. And, and she winds up walking herself into her own clinches. So uh, I think this is gift wrapped for Aspen Ladd. I think it's intended to be gift wrapped for Aspen Ladd. And, and I kind of just also hope like the time away has been good for Ladd because you know, while I, I I was writing her off after the Norma Dumont fight, she did look a little better against Raquel Pennington, and she didn't look great against Julia Budd, but better. So like, it, it seems like she's at least getting herself right, and now she's been out of the cage for five months. Like, hopefully that's enough to make the adjustments. Does PFL do they uh, reveal how they set up these these uh, regular season matchups? Uh, yeah, no, they pick ones that they think are fun. Yeah. Um, because uh, recently like seated or ranking fighters or anything like that, is it? No, no, no. In, in fact, it's supposed to be random, but it seems like, or, or at least originally they said it was going to be random, but now it seems pretty obvious that it's not. Cause there were some managers complaining that they had like not agreed to matchups and the PFL was like, well, those are the regular season matchups. So I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, I, I think it was originally supposed to be like pulled out of a hat or random, but I think they now pretty openly admit that they just set up the ones that are the most fun. Yeah, because they didn't do Tiago uh, Santos any favors with his opening round matchup last night. No, but I, I think that was, you know, I think that was really intentional to build Rob Wilkinson. Like, yeah. they, they've been talking about Rob Wilkinson being, like, one of the best 205ers on the planet. What better way to show it than to go out and beat, you know, a former UFC title challenger? Very true. And that he did. All right, let's move on to the big boys. The men, Henan Fahea versus Rizvan Kuniev. Three five-minute rounds. Okay. Feheya Problema is the nickname. Nine and three, seven knockouts, one submission. Been knocked out once, submitted once. Three and one in PFL. He's gone four and one over his last five fights. He did get TKO'd in his last fight. 2013, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's four inches taller than Kuniev. Nine inches of reach on him, plus 195. Kuniev, 12, two and one, five knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. This is his PFL debut. He's won 10 straight fights. He's not lost since August of 2015, he's finished three straight opponents. He's 1-0 in the Contender Series. He was a regional champion. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Four years younger than Fahea. Minus 235. I, I'm going to go dog here. I, I actually like the dog price on Hennan Fahea. I, I will say this. I, I had him pegged as like maybe one of my picks to win the heavyweight season this year. He's huge. He's long. He's got crazy knockout power. And at the end of the day, like, heavyweight especially the pfl you don't need to be the best heavyweight in order to win this and 
I think the longer this fight goes with with Kuniev, I, I think Kuniev has a better and better shot. But the thing is, is Kuniev doesn't have a lot of put away power. Like you, you look at his fight on Contender Series against Indivi and Santos. Santos is a small heavyweight, like a really small heavyweight. Like I think it was 230 for that fight or something like that. And he stuffed early takedowns from Kuniev. So like, I, I don't think the wrestling game is as good for Kuniev as people think. Like they see the Russian name and always like, ah, oh, yeah, you got to pick the Russian. He's going to out wrestle. But like, is he going to get close enough to a dude who's six foot eight with like a, a massive reach advantage? I don't know if he is. And if he does, I think he's going to get stunned on the way in. And we, we've seen Fahia. Fahia has like good enough jujitsu too, right? Like he stood on the ground with uh, Fabrizio Verdum in that like very weird fight that they had. So um, the fact that I'm getting dog money on him with put away power on the hands like that and, you know, like decent enough grappling. Yeah, I'll take Fahia here and, and roll the dice. There you go. We got our almost two to one underdog Gumby. It took him a fight. <laughs> to to uh to get acclimated but but he's back on the dogs so um before we continue let me tell you about underdog fantasy we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog fantasy continues their march madness college pick'em is a great way to get in on the action especially if your bracket is busted plus underdog fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great nba and nhl daily games head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code sgpn for 100 deposit bonus up to 100 bucks that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn Okie dokie. Let's move on to actually we're going to stay with the heavyweights. Um, Dennis Golstov versus Jorgen De Castro, the aforementioned Jorgen De Castro. Three five minute rounds, uh, as all of these fights are. Um, De Castro, the Mad Titan, is nine and three, six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. This is his PFL debut. He's won three straight fights. The last two via finish. He uh, flamed out in the of the in UFC. He went one and three in the UFC after going one and zero on the Contender Series. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Based on their last weigh-ins, he was 18 pounds heavier than Golstov. He's at plus 240. The Rus- Russian Bogatir. Do you know that nickname, Dan? Uh, Bogatir is a Bogatir. Folk, yeah, it's like a yes. folk folklore like Knights of the Round Table, but in the right. Russian realm. Yeah, look at this guy. Did you look that up, or did you know? Just no, I'm a I'm a I'm a well-read individual. Nerd? <laughs> you're, you're, you're a nerd. You, you could have just summarized it by saying you're a nerd, but yes, okay. Um, Bogatir, the Russian Bogatir, uh, Golstov, 29 and seven, so he's been around the block. 13 knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times, seven and two in the PFL. He's won two straight fights and four or five. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. 2010, Pro May debut. Three years younger than DeCastro. Four inches of height on him, four inches of reach, minus 300. Uh, I'm going to go with Goldsoff. I, I don't like the short notice aspect of it, but this is a dude who uh, I was actually hoping came to the UFC uh, when he signed with PFL back in 2019 uh, because he's got wins over tons of UFC veterans. Um, you know, like he, he obviously beat Maurice Green towards the end of uh, the 2022 regular season before he like got hurt and couldn't fight in the playoffs. But like he he beat Maurice Green. He beat uh, Jared Rochel. He beat Chase Gormley, like Kyle, Paul Buenatello, James McSweeney, like Rob Broughton or Roy Broughton. Um, Brett Rogers wasn't a, a UFC guy, but he was a strike force guy. Like he has just beaten some like real dudes out there. And he does it with like a wonderful mix of, you know, decent wrestling, vicious ground and pound, and like low key, like kind of good boxing. Um, the the hook that he knocked Jared Rochelle down with was nasty. So like he he's got good sub skills, although he doesn't lean on them very often. 
Um, but he even like mix it up on the hands enough. And the thing about Jorge DeCastro, while I love Jorge DeCastro, he's a fun interview. He's a great guy. He's a boxer. And that's all he's got. He's literally, that's literally the only part of his game out there. He, he really doesn't have much uh, wrestling defense, you know, with the exception of his contender series fight, which won him the contract against Alton Meeks. Like it, he's shown like he doesn't really have takedown defense. Um, you know, he, he guillotine choked Sean Asher in Eagle FC, but like, apart from that, like no, no real sub skills to speak of, um, was probably going to lose to Junior Dos Santos until Junior Dos Santos hurt his shoulder. Like, you know, there, there's just so many reasons here to think Goldsoft pieces him up. I would say my bigger concern for Goldsoft is whether or not he makes it to the cage. Cause he has got a bad history of that, but you know, this is Goldsoft all day for me. Yawn minus 300. Yawn. Yeah. Yawn. yawn. Sorry, okay. I can't give you. I gotta give you winners. I can't give you exactly. dogs every time. That's what I always say. Um, we gotta get you winners. All right, co-main event time: Bruno Capeloza versus Matthias Scheifel uh, in the heavyweight division once again. In case you were wondering, thinking they were women's featherweights, no, they are male heavyweights. Uh, Scheifel first. Bufa is the nickname. Do we know what that is? B u f f a. I don't. Neither do I. Uh, he's seventeen and nine. Twelve knockouts. He's been knocked out seven times. Submitted once. Two and two in PFL. He's also gone two and two over his last four fights. He did he win by KO his last fight or did he lose by KO last fight? I guess he probably lost by knockout last he fight. He got I knocked guess. out by Delia yes. in the finals. Yeah. Right, correct. Yes, he he made it to the finals. That's the very next line in my research. I could have just kept reading, but no. Um, yes, he lost in the finals. Oh, one Dana White contender series. I can't remember who he, he lost to. Someone who's in the UFC now. Dating me? Do you remember? Sheffield lost to Azamat yeah. Mirzakhanov. Yes, that's the guy. Uh, he was a regional champion, Scheifel. Uh, used to fight at light heavyweight, 2012 MMA debut professionally. Three years younger than Capeloza, 19 pounds heavier than him based on the last weigh-ins. He's up, he's up plus 190. Capeloza, 15 and 6, 14 knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 5-1 PFL. He was a 2021 heavyweight champion. He's gone 5-1. He did lose his last fight. Uh, multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. Correct. Used to fight at light heavyweight as well. 2010 at Pro May debut. Four inches of reach on Scheifel. Minus 240. He actually lost his last fight to Scheifel. Um, oh, okay. Which is, which is worth noting. Yeah, this is a rematch. And it's a back-to-back fight for Capeloza. Immediate rematch for him. Um, and despite that, look, we, we see Capeloza here as a favorite. And I'm picking him, too. I, I think in that fight with Scheifel, uh, first of all, the... If I'm remembering correctly, the scorecards were kind of weird, and uh, I, I'm not 100% sure he won. But I also remember Capeloza just looked really, really out of his element. Like, he couldn't get his boxing going. He looked slower. He looked tired. Um, and I don't know if it was just, like, the season took its toll on him, and he wasn't the same anymore. You know, the, it was the second fight in kind of a short period of time. He had kind of a grind with Juan Adams earlier in this. Or, no, it wasn't him that fought Juan Adams. It was him that fought uh, Stuart Austin. Um, you know, he had like a grind with Stuart Austin, like two months prior. And I really think it took a lot out of him and he didn't recover entirely. Sheffield took advantage of it. I just don't think Sheffield stays on the feet for that long with Capeloza and doesn't get knocked out. Cause as you pointed out, Capeloza has got tons of knockouts. This dude's won 14 times by knockout and only once by decision. I think he's going to stand and trade with Sheffield. I think he's eventually going to catch that chin and we're going to see him, uh, right the wrong here. All right, so the pick is Capoloza, another big favorite, minus 240. Yawn, yawn, yawn. The All whole right. card's filled with big favorites. Yeah, hey, some weeks you, you can't force you can't force these dogs. You just have to uh, let them come to you. All right, main event. Uh, the ladies are in the main event. 
Larissa Pacheco versus Julia Bud, a Canadian. Julia Bud, three five minute rounds, women's featherweight. Bud, the jewel, Julia Bud, 16 to five, six knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out twice, submitted once. One and two in PFL. She's lost two straight fights. She did go nine and one in Bellator and was the champion there. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Uh, four and zero in Invicta, two and two in Strike Force. There we go. We, we have another Strike Force fighter. Uh, 2010 Pro MMA debut, 10 and two as a pro kickboxer. Two inches of height, one inch of reach on Pacheco, plus 400. All right, the champ Pacheco, 19-4, nine knockouts, eight submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted once. Eight and two in the PFL and is the champion. Surprisingly, uh, she did beat um the boogeyman, the boogie woman of the division. Uh, of the lightweight division um, and is the champion now. She's won six straight fights, multiple regional championships on her mantle. Used to fight up and down weight class. So d- down at bad and weight, up at lightweight. 0-2 in the UFC. 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. 2012 Pro May debut. 11 years younger than Bud, minus 550. So you, uh, I just want to go back. You mentioned Bud was on Strikeforce. It was actually Strikeforce Challengers. Uh, her first four fights came from Strikeforce. Do you want to hear the list of fighters she fought at, in Strikeforce to go two and two? Please. So she fought Shannon Nelson in her debut. Uh, followed that up with Amanda Nunez, Jermaine Durandamine, Ronda Rousey. Uh, which That is just an insane first four fights in your career. Uh, and she won one of those. She beat uh, Jermaine Durandamine. Um, so, you know, crazy beginning to your career. Uh, with all that being said... I'm a hundred percent taking Larissa Pacheco here. Um, look, look, she, and she's just shown so much improvement from her time in the UFC, right? Like this is somebody who lost to Jessica Andraj, uh at, at Bantamweight um, and the aforementioned Jermaine Durandamine. Uh, she didn't look good against uh, Kayla Harrison, although she didn't look bad. Didn't look good against Kayla Harrison back in 2019. She gets the rematch in 2022 and just freaking steamrolls her. Um, you know, looks good start to finish. She beat the hell out of Cole's neck and Fabian and like whoever came into her path. She's looking good on the feet. She's looking good on the ground. And like, look, Julia Budd is the, the, the story is kind of out on her. Like she ain't going to beat you on the feet. Uh, and you know, not, not nowadays anyway. And she had trouble with Jenna Fabian, who's, you know, only a few fights into her pro career. She had like eight fights in total. Um, and just used that length and, you know, prodded her away. So, yeah, I, I think all day this is uh, th- this is Pacheco's fight and might not be an exciting underdog to play, but she's the right move here. All right. Let's recap the picks. Pacheco. Why can't I say her name, Dan? Pacheco. Pacheco. I know. I know. I know who she is. And I'm <laughs> I, I got you with the good pronunciation Thank here. <laughs> Pacheco uh, as the biggest favorite on the card. He's got Capeloza as a pretty big favorite as well. Golstov is an even bigger favorite. Finally. A underdog, Fahea, as a pretty sizable underdog. And we started off with another massive favorite, Asperlad, right? That's right. All right. Gummy made it through the episode. So kudos to him for uh, for showing up. All right. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow, Monday, with what are we doing? XMMA. It's actually got a card with a bunch of familiar names on it. Yeah. A lot That's of why them. we're doing it, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's loaded up. Well, that, and yep. there's not another regional MMA card this weekend, True. is there? True. And then Wednesday, Thursday, UFC, we, we're in pay-per-view time again, aren't we? That's they're really right. cramming. It's three pay-per-views in, what, less than a month or around a month. So, yeah, they're ramming the pay-per-views uh, down our throats, but we aren't going to complain. All right, uh, we told you about the Discord. Get in there, chat with us. It's a fun time. Uh, Twitter, SGPN 
MMA, Gumby runs that. He also is at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He, being Gumby, hosts the Top Turtle MMA podcast, so make sure you listen to that. You should drop us whatever on Wednesdays, right? Every week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. Depends on whether or not this show up. Depends on whether or not this voice comes back. That's true. That's going to be fun. Just just subscribe, all right? Um, and make sure you're subscribing to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed, too. Don't listen to us on the SGP. Well, you can listen to us on both feeds, but make sure you listen to us, especially on the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Read all our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We cover every sport there. My MLB open day picks actually sh- came through. I did pretty good with that. So maybe I should just uh, quit this MMA stuff and stick with uh, baseball. But anyhow, read all our stuff there. And you can read my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. I just realized you can do um, sales and stuff on there. So I have a half price sale on for the next two weeks. You can get all of my stuff there for half price for the oh, 25 bucks for a year. So get in there. Give me, give me your money. All right. Come on. Um, all right. We'll be back tomorrow. As I said, with X MMA, oh, maybe he'll get some dogs for us. Who knows? Uh, until then I will remain the mad Titan Jeff Fox. Um, my co-host with the problema voice is going to be real. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.